Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the CRN Evening Show. God bless you. My name is Terrence. I'm from Arkansas. Joined alongside of my good friend, Justin, from Florida, the sunny, warm, tropical, atmospheric, pleasurable state of Florida. I, you know, I, I would trade the swamplands of Arkansas for Florida any day, Justin. Well, you know, Terrence, we're not too much behind you. We're not too far behind you. Uh, we got a lot of swamp over here, but uh, yeah, definitely nice weather. Nice beaches. You know, no other place in, in in the United States can you find such nice beaches. I mean, maybe in Hawaii or, I don't know, Southern California. But, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been down to L.A. at Palm Springs, and it's a nice place. But that's, that's another topic for another, for another show. But, folks, it, it's been an incredible week. We've had some, you know, some news hit our Christian headlines. Just to give you a quick rundown of the show, today we're going to be talking about a little bit about the history of the Christian Radio Network for some of our users or from some of our listeners, I apologize. I'm, I'm still got Zello on my brain. Uh, we're going to talk about our Zello ministry, which for those of you who are unfamiliar, we'll, we'll go in depth in that and kind of explain to you about how that ministry works. Uh, also, we are moving on to Section 4 of our Honest to God series, Real Questions. People ask today, we're going to be diving deep into the question, why should I trust the Bible? We're going to be going into Psalms chapter 119, verses 1 through 8, and then verses 137 through 144 of the same chapter. So we're going to go in-depth to that about you know, how the Bible meets life. You know, it, it's, it's going to be a really in-depth section. And next week, we're going to be covering another good question. How did we get here and why? These are some, some great studies, some great questions for all of our listeners, you know, whether you're listening to us live on TalkShoe or you're listening to us. And this is a good part, Justin, and our special announcement today we oh, yeah. are now available. Go ahead, Justin. Yep, we are now available live. We finally got the live feed up on TuneIn Radio. And I believe, was that Miro? Is that how you pronounce it, Terrence? And we're available recorded on the next two. Okay, okay. Go ahead with that. Yeah, we're, we're available live on TuneIn. Uh, we, we got that approved along with TalkShoot. Uh, and Double Twist and Miro. Yeah, you're correct. Both uh, are also podcasting, hosting sites. But here's the really good news. The good news is, is that combined between all four sites that you will hear us on, recorded and live, we are now reaching over 60 million potential listeners. Wow. That is awesome. That is incredible that we are going to be able to have access. And Well, let me rephrase that. That people are going to be, have, be able to have access to our podcast for the Christian Radio Network. And I am so excited and so ready to, to, to get more listeners to, to chime in, to tell us, you know, uh, some praise and testimony reports and some prayer requests and, and talk to us about, you know, how they got where they are in life with the help of God. It's always good to fellowship with fellow believers. And we invite those who may be listening that are not a believer, that is not a uh, born-again Christian, we invite you to the show. But keep this in mind. If we 
do take your call. Please be respectful. We are open to listening to anything that you have to say within, you know, again, within reason. Uh, so if you're asking questions, if you're trying to figure out why do we believe this, and, of course, making some news headlines, and we'll get into this in just a second, uh, you know, we, we've got some, some major topics that I'm assuming that we will be asking or answering some questions asked to us about, well, do, do Christians discriminate against homosexuals? And we're going to be touching that topic as Indiana and Arkansas are uh, both of their legislatures. I know Arkansas did. I'm, I'm still waiting to hear if Indiana's legislature has passed their Religious uh, Protection Act, but we'll be getting into that here in just a few seconds, Justin. Yeah, absolutely, Terrence. Um, certainly a lot happening in the news lately. Uh, that's one. Uh, I, I believe we, we had um, uh, 34,000 churches separate uh, from the Presbyterian Church uh, of the United States of America. So just, uh, just a lot going on in the news lately. So I understand uh, you got, uh, you got uh, a few uh, news stories to talk about. Is that right? Yeah, and, and really, just touching base on what I, what I just said, you know, the uh, here's what the media has wrong about Indiana's religious freedom bill. Um, you know, even before this year's NCAA Final Four basketball championship in Indianapolis was set, much of the media's attention has already pivoted to what one pundit called the nightmare looming in Indiana. The nightmare being referred to was the new Indiana law that we are being told essentially gives Indiana businesses the freedom to discriminate against gays and lesbians. Now, why would Indiana do that, you might ask? Well, it didn't. It's part of a shameless campaign to discredit that state's version of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which Governor Mike Pence signed into law last week. And so far, the reporting has been somewhere between ignorant and flat-out dishonest. Uh, to the, and again, when we say ignorant, we're not being disrespectful. It's a lack of knowledge uh, in something. So let me clarify what ignorant means. It means the lack of knowledge. Uh, right. In the ignorant category, you have the Charles Barkley's statement that as long as anti-gay legislation exists in any state, I strongly believe that big events such as the Final Four and Super Bowl should not be held in those states' cities. With all due respect to Mr. Barkley, I doubt he has read Indiana's law or is aware that 19 other states already have similar laws or that he has considered any legal analysis of what the law actually permits. And in the dishonest category, you have the lion's share of media coverage touting the hypothetical scenario in which Bible-swinging restaurant owners chase away gay diners in the same way that Lester Maddox did with an axe handled against African Americans. No mention was made of what prompted the enactment of the Indiana law and others like it. Christians being forced under penalty of law to participate in ceremonies that violated their religious beliefs. And, and, and I'm going to break away from this news story. Prime example, I believe it was just not even two, three years ago, uh, mm -hmm. there were priests who were facing possible litigation for not marrying same-sex couples. And, you know, they're, oh, they're yeah. talking about, and, and the thing is, you know, that, that has a two-way street there. Why would you, if you live that lifestyle, if you want to sin against God, that is your free will choice. You will be responsible for your actions at the day of judgment. We can't change that for you. All we can do is give you the gospel of truth through Jesus Christ. You're the one that has to make that decision. It's kind of like leading a horse to water. You can lead that horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So, you know, with that, you're, you're, you're wanting a priest or a pastor or a justice of the peace who may be a Christian that you want them to marry you. You're, you're wanting the state to force them to marry you because they ought to marry me. They need to change their, their rules. Well, it doesn't work that way, but we'll get into that here in just a minute. 
And hardly any mention that Indiana's law was modeled on the federal 1993 Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which found overwhelming support from Democrats and Republicans and was signed into law by President Clinton. And as Governor Pence has pointed out in uh, 1998, then-state Senator mm-hmm. Barack Obama favored, or voted in favor of Illinois' religious freedom legislation. Uh, as Daniel O'Connell, a law professor in Indiana State University, or Indiana University, wrote in the Indianapolis Star, the Indiana law, despite all the rhetoric, has little to do with gay marriage and everything to do with religious freedom. And that's exactly the point Governor Pence tried to make to every, anyone that would listen. And here's something you need to know. Professor Conkle is a supporter of gay rights, including gay marriage. So obviously not everyone who supports the Indiana law is a, quote, bigot. As Conkle points out, granting religious believers legal consideration does not mean that their religious objections will always be upheld. In fact, the bill only ensures them that their day in court, once there, they still have to compellingly argue that being required to, say, photograph a gay wedding is an infringement on their religious freedom and it does not serve a compelling government interest if it does, that this interest could not be furthered in a less intrusive manner. In other words, this bill is no license to discriminate. Rather, it's the kind of freedom that Americans have long taken for granted. All Americans, not just Christians. It's why the Supreme Court unanimously ruled that a Muslim prisoner in Arkansas could wear a half-inch beard. And yet an intolerant clique with their media partners would deny millions of Americans, Americans this right and you know, basically execute Mike Pence for upholding it. As Eric Matakas said in a recent email uh, to, this, uh, to this reporter about this, we are at a tipping point. It's game on, and we can't let media's lies go unanswered. So three cheers for Mike Pence and the Indiana General Assembly for standing for the rights of citizens. You may want to send Governor Pence a supportive message. I bet he could use one right about now. Uh, and, and to get up to speed on the issue so that you can tell the truth about this bill, go to breakpoint.org for a list of clear articles on both sides of the political aisle. And I want to comment here in Arkansas, our state legislature today actually passed a similar bill that almost is verbatim of the Indiana law, which protects yeah. or is attempting to protect business owners from civil litigation or state involvement on their decisions. Because if you think about it, when you, when you look at a business, the reason why business is considered a person, like for instance, Chick-fil-A. A few years ago, we had a, there was a big uproar about Chick-fil-A and Right. You know, uh, oh, he, he's, he's against gay marriage. Oh, we're going to boycott Chick-fil-A. That backfired like really bad. Because <laughs> just because the CEO, the owner of the company, has that standpoint doesn't mean that you know, necessarily uh, everybody's going to have the same opinion. So, but at the same time, it's his right to, to believe that way. You know, as Christians, we believe that that lifestyle and, and sins against God in any capacity are wrong, that we shouldn't engage in that behavior. It's not saying we're perfect or we don't have faults, but it's saying that when it's things that we know that we can control, we try to make sure that we don't be a part of it. And it's not to restrict you from your free will decision. It's to ensure that we're not being forced to do something that conflicts us with what the Word of God says. Right, absolutely. You know, I can't help but think that politics is involved in oh, yeah. uh, in this situation. <laughs> and I And I say that, you know, um, not wondering, I definitely know that politics is involved in this situation. And the talking points that we have from the left, you know, and again, I, I don't, you know, it's not, we're not we necessarily talk about politics here on the channel. Right. But you can't help but notice that the vitriol and the rhetoric coming from the left is just politics. That's all it is. It's just talking points. 
There's no substance behind it. The law doesn't even talk about homosexuality. Okay, I pointed that out on Facebook today. I said, uh, where does this law even talk about homosexuality? Uh, Hashtag relevant talk. We need to be talking about relevant things here. Where did we bring up homosexuality? Where where did the uh, where did the legislatures that passed this bill uh, into into law and the governor, of course, um, where did they come out and say that we represent the Christian community uh, in saying that homosexuals should be restricted from every single store? And I mean, it's absolutely absurd. So I think we have to kind of. Brush the politics aside from both ends of the aisle and, and really look uh, really look at this biblically, biblically speaking. Okay, um, I know you and I were discussing this earlier uh, on the issue of you know say for example a cake uh, shop, a bakery that uh, provides wedding cakes. Uh, you know has uh, maybe about uh, I don't know two, a couple come in. Okay. Uh, Say they're they're a gay couple and they're looking for a wedding cake for their for their you know uh, for their wedding, and the cake shop owner happens to be Christian and he refuses service to the uh, to the uh, to the gays. Uh, you know where does it stop from there? You know I, I think I think there needs to be cons- consistency in the Christian community. It just hasn't been there. Uh, we're you know authorizing ungodly relationships we are being sort of uh a little bit too you know um i don't know a little bit leaning you know too much emphasis on homosexuality rather than on other things you know i think a lot of people who go to church and maybe are pew warmers and unbelievers really you know but just claim to be christians set a bad example uh for christians and that there has been a lot of attack against homosexuality uh, particularly from the Christian community over the past couple of years, um, and I think there's a lot of that's been unbiblical. So you know, you get know what I'm saying? That that sort of image that's produced of Christians being bigots and being hateful, it's there because we're not being consistent. You know, so where does it stop? Can we only be the? Can we only say, hey, the homosexual can't get the cake, or how about? you know, the woman that had a divorce and is remarrying, but her spouse is still alive. Jesus said that she commits adultery and he commits adultery, you know? So are we going to ask the woman when she comes in, hey, uh, by the way, are are you divorced? And if so, is your spouse still alive? You know, like, so where does it stop, I guess, is is the question, you know? But uh, again, we have to pull back all of the, the rhetoric and vitriol coming from both sides and and really look at this from a biblical standpoint. Yeah. And I think if, you know, I think if we looked at the, the the whole scope of it all is, you know, the, the, and and this is, this is a point that's argued more than anything that I think, uh, than, than it should be. But if you look back, the country was founded on specific freedoms and rights that was issued by, get this, your endowed creator, your creator, with certain unalienable rights, not issued by the government, but issued by your creator. They didn't say say God, the Christian, you know, our our God, the one true God. They didn't say Allah. They didn't say 
Buddha. It didn't say, uh, uh, forgive me, I'm, I'm not sure what, what, you know, I'm not very intelligent on other religions, obviously. For, for <laughs> It is a Christian talk show. Uh, but, you know, it didn't say any particular God. It said creator. Because the founding fathers understood that in a nation such as, you know, what we've become, there was going to be a diverse group of people from all over with different beliefs, with different morals, with different standards. But at the same right. time, they understood that there shouldn't be any discrimination in any capacity. The biggest thing, and I'll throw this in there, the separation of church and state. Two things I want to comment. One, nowhere is it in the Constitution. Number two, the separation right. of church and state was not intended for the way it's being used. That letter was originally intended for the government to stay out of the people's business. That, that had nothing to do with what we think it is today. It had nothing to do with, oh, it's separation of church and state. Well, the government is supposed to stay out of our religious affairs. They're not supposed yeah. to be involved in any capacity unless the state itself says, we're a Christian state, we're a Muslim state, we're a a Jewish state, we're a Buddhist state, then you start getting into issues of now we're establishing a state religion. So the Religious Freedom, uh, I believe the Religious Freedom Act or Restoration Bill that I believe Indiana and Arkansas uh, are engaged in, 19 other states already have on the books. I think we're oh, looking yeah. into these things way too much. Not just, uh, not, not just in the sense of you know, we need to talk more about it as Christians. We need to, we need to be more. We need to talk more about it, if you if you know what I'm saying. We need to get more in depth. We need to to pray. We need to meditate to God, and we need to have those conversations with Him that He revealed the truth to us and what is the direction that we need to go. We still need to protect our rights, you know. And at the same time, does that give us open door to discriminate against anybody? No. You should never discriminate against anybody for any reason, regardless if they're gay, regardless if they're black, or regardless if they're uh, you know, an atheist. Whatever the case may be, discrimination is not okay. I mean, what, what did Christ say, Justin? What did he say about your neighbor? Yeah, well, um, you know, concerning, uh, concerning judging one's neighbor, um, you know, and I, and I know you're probably thinking of love your neighbor as yourself, indeed. But, it, but it, it, on the issue of judging, um, Jesus said, well, if you're judging your brother, okay, and of course, of course I'm paraphrasing, if you're judging your brother and you have a spoke in your eye, well, take that out first, and then you'll be able to see clearly. So, you know, judge not lest ye be judged. That's what Jesus said. So for us to go and say, thou sinner, thou sinner, how dare you, how dare you, when you do the same thing, is hypocritical. It's not for right. us to go and condemn. It's not for us to go out and judge and discriminate along with that. It's for us to come to a person in love uh, and in the grace of God and to express to them, that they need to repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for their salvation, or else they will perish. Now, it doesn't mean, again, that we're, you know, uh, that we're all like cupcakes and rainbows gospel here. No, we need to preach sound doctrine. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't mean that we're coming in like, uh, you know, sinners in the hands of an angry God. No, sir, fire brimstone, you're going to hell. You know, and that's the thing. That image is produced you know, uh, in uh, in the world today, that's all. You know, that's how that's how the left views Christ Christians. All a bunch of 
crazy discriminatory uh, Republican right wing uh, Second Amendment supporting people, you know, rednecks mm-hmm. or hillbillies <laughs> or something. Hey, I, you I, know? I resemble that remark. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you know, uh, but but you know that that's biblically how we're supposed to be. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Terrence. You know, by no means are we to be discriminatory, but certainly we are to stand up for our rights. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not surprising. The attacks will come. That's that's what I'm going to say on that. The attacks will come. Our faith is going to be uh, increasingly degraded in our society, increasingly frowned upon, uh, because we are in the end times, brother. We are in the end times, and uh, we are going to uh, be persecuted very greatly uh, by Satan and his followers. Yeah, and, and moving on, you've got a couple of news stories yourself. Uh, I believe you said something about LifeWay, was it earlier, before we started our show? Yeah, yeah, LifeWay, uh, which actually I, I believe uh, is the publisher of the uh, of the book we're going over now, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty pretty crazy. It came to mind there. LifeWay, Abandoned Heaven Visitation Resources. Now, uh, you know, there's been some recent controversy with uh, books that claim that people have, you know, gone to heaven, have seen visions, and things of that nature. So here's what the article says. It's off of ChristianHeadlines.com. I know we get a, get a lot of information off of Christian Headlines, so I'd like to give the credit there. Uh, heaven's not for sale, and books recounting people's journeys there won't be. Either, at least not at Lifeway, right? The bookseller and publishing house established by the Southern Baptist Convention in 1891. So really, really old. Dates back to 1891. Well, pretty crazy. Didn't know that. Lifeway's Marty King told the Baptist Press that experiential uh, testimonies about heaven would not be a part of our new direction. Lifeway stopped reordering the books called Heaven Visitation Resources in Lifeway's written statement last summer. The SBC adopted a resolution in June that cautioned Christians not to get their beliefs about life after death from, quote, the numerous books and movies support, uh, purporting to explain or describe the afterlife experience, unquote. Though the resolution did not mention Lifeway specifically, King said the SBC's commitment to the sufficiency of biblical revelation and affirming the truth about heaven and hell informed Lifeway's deliberations about whether to continue carrying the books. Now, the written statement does not mention any books by name, but several popular recent titles, including Don Piper's 90 Minutes in Heaven, Kevin and Alex Malarkey's The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven, and Todd Burpo's Heaven is for Real, a little boy's astounding story of his trip to heaven and back, which I believe that book is sort of like, was sort of the tipping point for Lifeway. Uh, the books have sold millions of copies worldwide. Sony Pictures released a film, as, as we know, based on Heaven is for Real last year. And uh, Giving Films finished filming a movie version of 90 Minutes in Heaven this March. So certainly a move away from the sort of uh, sensationalized, uh, you know, uh, story. Uh, you know, they want to move towards biblically authentic testimony. And I, and I agree with them with that. I, I, I think that, uh, that all these visions that we see, uh, you know, of heaven and all these different things, we've got to be careful. Okay, we have to juxtapose it to Scripture. Because a lot of what people say is unbiblical. For example, right. there was a book that came out a few years ago 
called 90 Minutes in Hell. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. And it, it yeah. basically gives an account of an individual, a man who claims to have been sent to hell for 90 minutes and was crying out to God for mercy and, and grace and eventually obviously came back and there's you know burns on his face and whatnot. Um, I don't know if that was associated with, uh, uh, with the event. Um, maybe it was a different event that caused that. But anyway, um, he said that there was demons, you know, slashing people and removing people's flesh and torturing other people. But, you know, we don't see that in the Bible. The Bible says that the demons and Satan will be tortured for eternity. They will be cast into the lake of fire. It's not like Satan's down there ruling with an iron pitchfork or something. Satan's right. down there suffering himself. Now, keep in mind also, biblically speaking, Satan's not in hell right now. Satan's roaming the earth. But he will be cast into the lake of fire. And hell was created for Satan and his demons. Uh, but I definitely agree with LifeWay's move towards biblically authentic books rather than a book that tells a story that may or may not be biblical. Right. And, and we've, got, uh, we've got some guests uh, that aren't called in but are listening to us live on TalkShoe. If you're listening to us and you want to engage in conversation, and tell us what you think. If you have any prayer requests or testimonies, you can call us at 724-444-7444. Again, the number is 724-444-7444. You're going to be asked for a call ID that's going to be 137514. Again, the call ID number is 137514. Press option 1. That will connect you to our call and our call queue line. Some interesting topics we've had here today. Uh, some interesting headlines, and, and I couldn't agree with you more on that, Justin. I mean, it, it, it's it's not that I, I don't think let, – let me put it to you this way. I believe that right. God still gives visions. I still believe that God reveals things to, to other believers and non-believers alike uh, in accordance with his will. So, you know, I, I, that's why I don't immediately discredit anybody who says, well – I caught a glimpse of what hell's going to be like, or I caught a glimpse of what heaven's going to be like. Now, if they start right. saying, well, I saw the face of God, well, you might have thought you saw <laughs> the face of God, but, I mean, the, the Scripture is pretty clear that, you know, that, that's not happened. <laughs> so uh, right. or that, that, that won't happen, uh, at least not in this earthly, earthly world. So I, I'm, I'm, very, uh, I'm very conservative with the, the fact that, you know, I, I believe that there are visions that God can still give us and. Um, uh, you know we have to we have to respect and we also have to we have to pray on it we have to uh you know talk with god is this really you know what you wanted me to see but at the same time i think if we're given a vision from god we're we're probably going to know it <laughs> so oh, right uh, and, and i'd like to add there you know i i wasn't saying that and i don't know i don't i don't think you took it this way but just to clarify for our listeners out there i wasn't saying that visions from god can't happen and that we should despise say, prophesyings or despise uh, a vision that someone is uh, telling you about. Because I know a certain brother in Christ who I'm not going to name, I'm not going to name any specific instances, who's had a lot of spiritual revelation through visions. And it certainly is very possible. But uh, again, when we see visions that don't match up with the Bible, then you kind of like, eh, you know, you got you to say, well, you know, I, I, I don't see it. I'll take it with a grain of salt mentality. Yeah, and, and I do want to comment. We got a message from uh, one of our uh, fellow moderators from the Christian Radio Network. He uh, is letting me know that tune in um, our live broadcast is not being uh, broadcast. So I guess they have not uh, pub they've not basically got our live feed stream uh, 
up and running 100% yeah. at this time. So we do apologize for that. If you're listening to us on TalkShoe, we appreciate it. If you're listening to a recorded broadcast, hopefully that link will be up and running uh, before our next show, which is Thursday. Uh, but moving on, Justin, been an incredible, incredible week, been an incredible, uh, an incredible day. Temperatures are just phenomenal here in Arkansas. But tell everybody a little bit about the Christian Radio Network and where we've come from. Yeah, absolutely, Jared. <laughs> yeah, the temperatures have been great over here as well. Sunny skies, it's awesome. But the Christian Radio Network, uh, an awesome, awesome ministry. Uh, I know we've been touching on the CRN for the past couple of weeks here, um, and it's important that uh, new listeners understand that uh, we're on, on Zello, uh, and that basically an application uh, where uh, we can uh, talk to uh, hundreds and hundreds of different people from all across the world. It's a walkie-talkie, walkie-talkie application, excuse me, uh, and, and uh, it's over, over the Internet or over Wi-Fi. Um, you can download it on your Android or, or iPhone uh, smartphone. Uh, you can also download it for your PC and your tablet. And the Christian Radio Network uh, is essentially a group of, of eight diff- now over eight different channels that started back with one channel. In the summer of 2011, a servant of God by the name of Nelson Ray created the Christian channel on Zello. So that's Christian spelled in all capitals. Uh, Nell's idea was to create a place on Zello to glorify God and for a place that Christians can go to to fellowship with one another and spread the love of God. Beginning again with one channel back then, Nelson started to reach the hearts of many, all the while giving glory to uh, our Creator and Lord. Today, the Christian Radio Network has uh, eight functioning channels, all with a specific purpose. And get this, I believe the number still stands at 72,000, but I mean, it's growing every single day. 72,000 subscribers in over a dozen countries all around the world. I mean, God is just amazing. He's moving through these channels, um, and it's certainly an amazing experience here uh, to be a part of the Christian Radio Network, to be a moderator, to be a user. Um, just so much that we can uh, gather from from each and every channel. Uh, you know, whether it be the Christian channel, where we preach the gospel to those that uh, are new uh, to uh, the uh, gospel of Jesus Christ, or who don't know God, um, uh, or Christian Five where we discuss in-depth biblical topics, or the Lord's Time, for example, uh, where we have Bible studies and Bible readings every weeknight uh, at um, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for about uh, 30 minutes or so, uh, or even prayer, where we can deliver our uh, petitions uh, to God, and we can ask other brothers and sisters uh, to pray for us, and can't forget about Raised in Praise, um, an awesome channel to uh, just worship God, whether it be through a Christian song or a hymn, or maybe even with our own voices. I know that's scary for me because I really don't sing that well. I have a face for radio, maybe a voice for radio, but not a voice get, for get singing. Out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but um, uh, And then also Christian Youths. Christian Youth, uh, an amazing channel for those that are 16 years of age or younger. Just a channel for those young ears that are not necessarily ready to hear some of the profanity and negative comments that people can bring on Zello. Zello being the platform that it is, um, you know, does provide us with a, a, a great opportunity to deliver the gospel um, for those who need to hear it. So check it out. Download Zello on the 
App Store or Google Play Store if you haven't downloaded it, and come join us on the Christian Radio Network. And as always, you can visit us online at ChristRadio.net, an incredible website with so much to offer, so many Bible studies. You can get to know the crew and, the, uh, you know, of course, Justin, myself, our moderators, everybody involved in the Christian Radio Network. You can find out all that information there. You can also submit prayer requests, questions about the Bible, or just general comments and questions. You can visit us online and email us from our website there. Some incredible tools to use, some incredible, uh, you know, just, just I'm in a really good mood, Justin. I'm just, I'm really, really, really happy that uh, that there's so much out there for, for people to be able to engage in conversation about their faith in Christ and about any questions they may have. But moving on to our Honest to God series, the real questions people ask, we are on section four this week, why should I trust the Bible? So good question. How many times do you think you've been asked that question or, uh, you know, you think the Christian Radio Network's been asked that question? If only I had a, a, a quarter for the many times that I've been asked that question. <laughs> so that just goes to tell you, uh, that question has been asked a lot. Um, it, it is certainly something that is brought up, uh, I'd say, almost every day. Um, and uh, it is a question that we need to be ready. What's the answer to that, Terrence? Well, I mean, the only safe place to build your life is on God's Word. Uh, you know, during this study, we've seen the wonders of, of the universe argue for the existence of a creator. But the question is, who is that creator? Could the creator be a law of the Quran, the force from Star Wars, or any any deity that people have worshipped throughout history? The answer is found in the Bible. It points to God as the true and only creator. Well, don't other religious books like the Quran of Islam and the uh, Bhagavad, I believe, uh, Gita of Hinduism, and per forgive me if I pronounce it incorrectly, uh, make similar claims? Why should we trust the Bible instead of other religious books to tell the truth about God? Regardless of what product or item we consider dependable and reliable, it will fail us at some time, but not so with the Bible. Polls reveal, however, that an increasing number of people do not believe that they can trust the Bible to be God's authoritative message. Nevertheless, despite its dismissal, dismissal by skeptics, the Bible has been proven repeatedly to be trustworthy, reliable, and accurate. We're going to look into Psalm 119, a celebration of the character and impact of God's Word, which has the power to transform lives. Justin is going to read you some scriptures, uh, Psalms 119, verses one. Through eight, and then he's going to follow up with verses 137 through 144. Justin? Yep, absolutely. Uh, Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8. Uh, Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. And you said there, uh, 137 
through 141, is that right? Uh, 137 through 144. 144. Uh, forgive me there. Uh, right. Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. My zeal hath consumed me, because mine enemies have forgotten thy words. Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. I am small and despised, yet do not I forget thy precepts. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Trouble and anguish have taken hold on me, yet thy commandments are my delights. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding, and I shall live. And just for our listeners, uh, if, you, if you start hearing some loud noises on me, and we uh, got some severe thunderstorm warnings that are, uh, are coming my way. They've issued a couple of severe thunderstorm warnings for me, so bear with me. Uh, Psalm 119 is loaded with claims for the reliability and truthfulness of the Bible. We refer to this as an internal evidence. Relying on claims the Bible makes about itself is curricular uh, reasoning, a method of false logic in which A is used to prove B and B is used to prove A. Many wonder if there is evidence outside of the Bible that confirms the trustworthiness of Scripture. Consider this external evidence. Archaeology discoveries or excuse me, archaeological discoveries have been uh, confirmed in many locations and events in the Bible, such as the location of Nineveh, the pool of uh, Salam, I believe is how you pronounce it, where Jesus healed the blind man, uh, the Davidic dynasty and the rule of Pontius Pilate. Archaeology has not disproved any event, person, or location in Scripture. The Mount, or the uh, multitude of manuscripts. You know, there are vast numbers of both Old and New Testament manuscripts compared with the relatively new manuscripts of other works of antiquity. For example, the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls in 1947 included a nearly complete copy of the book of Isaiah from 100 B.C. and demonstrated how accurately scribes had copied the text for almost a thousand years. The manuscript support for the New Testament is even more impressive. Today, there are over more than 5,000 manuscripts of the Greek New Testament. Contrast that to Homer's Iliad, which in the next, uh, or is next in terms of the number of available manuscripts. Only 643 ancient copies of that are available, yet no one questions Homer's classic work. There is more and earlier manuscript support for the Jesus Christ described in the Gospels than for any other figure in the ancient world, including Julius Caesar and Alexander the Great. So the impact on humanity, you know, no book has changed the world more than the Bible. Kings and presidents, sailors and astronauts and soldiers and peacemakers have invoked its words and articulated its principles. Many of us have read or heard stirring accounts that demonstrate the impact of the Bible. Having addressed the issue of the Bible's reliability, we should ask ourselves the question, if we believe it is reliable, are we relying on it as our guide for living? God intends for his word to transform every aspect of our lives. As Psalm 119 so eloquently displays, God's word is a treasure that illuminates the pathway to eternal life. Psalm 119, 137 through 144 thunders forth the truth that God's word is righteous, pure, and true. The writer used synonyms to refer to God. When the writer called the Lord righteous, he was ascribing to him a consistency of character in which there is no deviation. 
God is upright and maintains his own unswerving standard of perfection. Therefore, his rules or judgments are altogether right, since his rules reflect his character. The Lord's everlasting righteousness expresses itself in a law that is true. All that God has spoken is accurate and devoid of even the slightest taint of falsehood. For this reason, the psalmist called the Lord's commandments his delight. Certainly, the psalmist was acquainted at times with the trouble and anguish. The righteous, pure, and true word of the Lord sustained and nourished him in times of distress. In verse 144, the writer repeats his assertion of the verse 142. God's word is righteous forever. One constant of human existence is change. God's word, however, is unchanging. It will never be less righteous, pure, or true than it now or than it is now or has been in the past. This is the case because God's word reflects his character. And for more on that, you can see Hebrews 13 and 8. But let's move on to the front of the psalm. Or before I do, do you have any comments on that, Justin, before I go into Psalm 1 through 8? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, on the issue of manuscripts and on uh, the issue of, you know, talking about Christ, there is not one historical figure that has talked about more than Jesus Christ. Um, so there's no doubt, um, you know, uh, the Bible is as reliable as it gets. Uh, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, the Bible says. The Bible says that holy men of God spake, uh, as they were moved uh, by the Holy Ghost. Uh, so uh, this is direct revelation from God. And as the Bible says, as Jesus said, um, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So these are, these are God-breathed words. As silver, the Bible says, as, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times, Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Yeah, and, and moving on to Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8. You know, let's move to the front of Psalm and consider what happens to us when we follow God's word. We're blessed. This happiness and blessedness is independent of circumstances. It is rooted in confidence that God produces contentment in all circumstances, good or bad. Happy and blessed is the state of whose value or who value God above all things. It is also the state of whose, or excuse me, those who experience firsthand the joy that flows from conformity to God's word. I'm going to be honest with you. If you're living right, and I'm kind of getting, I'm, I'm not reading the the um, the study here, but l let me make this comment. If you are living for God, you're not going to care what happens. You're not going to care what uh, what may transpire. You're not going to care if, let's say, for instance, if you're struggling financially. You're not going to care if you're going to be able to pay the light bill because you know God will provide. He will find a way because you're content with whatever happens because you know God will provide for you. I'm not saying that, Amen. you know, I'm not saying if, if you're not, you know, putting forth the effort to live right and to live for God, that, that's going to happen to you. But you must be living uh, and following the word of God to experience his fulfillment of his blessings. I mean, the fullest of blessings. Uh, but the psalmist began by blessing those who, excuse me, those whose ways are blameless. These people live in consistent with, uh, or excuse me, live consistent with God's principles. Certainly, the psalmist was not sinless, and neither are we. But like him, we aim for growing in conformity to God's word rather than simply being satisfied with our current state. 
the psalmist was determined not just to know God's word, but to order his life by it. How do we grow in obedience and avoid what is wrong? The answer is to learn to walk, to live in the ways of the Lord. This requires intense and diligent effort on our part. This effort is not an attempt to earn favor with God, but rather it is a response to his gracious revelation of himself. According to verse 6, those whose eyes are fixed or concentrated on all of the Lord's commandments will not be put to shame. Others may mistreat them, but the God who knows all things and honors commitment to his word will sustain them through it all. Verse 7 makes the very powerful correlation between knowing God's word and honoring him with praise. As we grow in our knowledge of God's word, we find more and more reasons to praise him. Finally, in verse 8, we see the psalmist's Amen. resolve and determination to keep the Lord, uh, the Lord's statutes and to obey his word. His request to not be utterly forsaken is an acknowledgment of his desperate need for divine help and restraint as he strives to live according to God's commandments. So here's our challenge for you today. When the writer called the Lord righteous, he ascribed to him a consistency of character in which there's no deviation. How can you build your life on this altogether right for God? Well, for starters, schedule time to read God's word. To discover how God blesses, start with Proverbs and read a chapter each day for a month. Do this at least one of the Proverbs that very day. Dig deeper. Read chapter two. How can I know the Bible is true? How can I know, or excuse me, I, I apologize, uh, in uh, How Can I Know by Robert Jeffries. Read chapter two. How can I know the Bible is true? Invite others to read and discuss it with you. This goes more in depth than what, what we're going here. This, uh, disciple a new believer. Coach someone else in developing a lifelong habit of Bible reading and study. Psalm 119 calls us to move from abstract generalities to concentrate realities about the Bible. Honoring the God of the Bible means personalizing and applying his commands. From uh, reading on, on the same page from Home Life Magazine from BibleStudiesForLife.com slash articles, Though my husband, Anwar, and I both love God's word, all attempts to or consistently explore it all together has failed rather miserably. We were both growing, though we rarely found ourselves quite literally on the same page. I longed for the oneness described in Genesis 2, where Adam and Eve became one flesh. How could that mystery translate to this portion of our relationship? So just some food for thought on that final note. How can I be sure the Bible is true? Dig deeper. You, I mean, I think we've explained that pretty clear today, I think, or tonight, I should say. Uh, the, the proof is in the Word of God. You even look at the history uh, of, of mankind. You look at the, uh, you can go into the secular view. No one contests that Christ existed. No one. No one. Because, I mean, even if you're, even if you're a Christian or a non-Christian, if you're secular or whatever, the, the uniform belief is that Christ did exist. Now, the belief stops there for most. Some believe that, you know, like ourselves, we believe that Christ was the born again, you know, was the, uh, excuse me, that he was the, uh, he was the son of God. And that to obtain salvation, you must be born again, believing that Christ is your savior. Most look at him as more or less just a historical figure. But there's one thing they can't deny. He did exist. It's up to you to determine, is he your savior? We invite you. We invite you to reach out to us. If you want to know more questions about Christ, and if you're not a believer, if you're not born again, please call us, 724-444-7444. Call ID is 137-514. We want to hear from you. We want to talk to you and help you to understand 
the Word of God. You can also visit us on ChristRadio.net. Justin? Yeah, and, you know, I'd just like to uh, comment on the logic that we're using here. Um, We don't believe that the Word of God uh, is reliable because some pastor told us. We don't believe the Word of God is because our parents taught us that it is. We don't believe the Word of God is reliable because to live and we thought we might try out this Christianity thing and we have nothing else better to do with our lives except twiddle our thumbs and sit in church peas all day. We don't do it for those reasons. We believe the Word of God is not revealed to us His truth in an intimate and personal way, in a way that we can understand. God has manifested Himself to us in ways that are unspeakable in ways that are supernatural, in ways that are spiritual, that can only be understood by that person that has had that experience, or by you know believers uh, you know amongst each other who are born again. Um, and what I'd like to stress today is that if you are seeking and you want to know God's truth, God is there. Seek out, uh, seek Him out. Uh, truth. Again, we don't do this because we have nothing else better to do. We do this because God has shown us truth. And in the same way that God has shown us truth, he can show you truth. The Bible says if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So it's important that when we come to God, we come to him with a honest, good um, uh, uh, you know, heart, with uh, the proper or right intentions, um, you know, not thinking that we're going to fool God, because we cannot fool God. But I guarantee, if you come to God, you ask him, Lord, show me truth. Show me the way I should go, please. He will show you truth. But uh, I understand we've got uh, Samantha on the line. Is that right, Terrence? Yeah, but I think she's just listening today. I think she's, uh, I think she's sitting back just enjoying the, uh, the fellowship and enjoying the scripture. But to let everybody know, next, uh, or our next episode this Thursday at 10, 9 Central, uh, how did we get here and why? That's our next question. That's our second-to-last section, so we're almost finished with our series on honest-to-God real questions that people ask. We're going to be digging deep into Genesis on this one. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, 6, 9, 11, 14, 20, and then 26 and 27. Whew, I felt like I was functioning off something there, you know? So, (coughs) excuse me. (laughs) That, uh, pardon me, I don't know what just happened there. Uh, but that, we're going to be digging deep into Genesis. Uh, the universe is here because God spoke, first of all. But we'll go more deep into that next week. And then, of course, next Tuesday, we complete our Honest to God series, Real Questions People Ask. If God is good, why is there suffering? It's a common question to the Christian Radio Network. It's a common question to Christians everywhere. And if you want to know how to answer that question to somebody who asks you, we invite you to tune in next Tuesday. Uh, and, and really, in reality, I, I'll go ahead and put this out there because you may not be able to wait till next Tuesday. 
If you want to dig deep and you want to have God reveal it to you, the scriptures we'll be covering is Job chapter 30, verses 26 through 31, chapter 42, verses 1 through 6. So uh, God meets us in our suffering. He meets us in that, uh, and he is there with us through it all, through the thick, through the thin, through the good and the bad, because God never changes. He's always been there and will always be there. So uh, I look forward to these next two topics this Thursday and then next Tuesday. Next Thursday, we will start on do-over series, Experience New Life in Christ. We're going to be talking about a problem you can't solve. We're going to be digging deep into Romans because that's where this whole series is going to be in is, is, uh, is Romans. The gift you can't give yourself, talking about salvation, a love you can experience, an identity you must embrace, a fight you can't win by yourself, and a life you can't live on your own. All in the book of Romans coming next Thursday. Wow. Justin, I- I'm telling you, I-, I love these Bible studies for life. If you want to follow along with us, uh, again, we're and the only reason why we're advertising this is so that we don't unintentionally infringe on any copyrights uh, from the copyright holders of Lifeway Bookstores. But you can go online to BibleStudiesForLife.com, and you can follow along with us. You can purchase these study guides and, uh, and basically follow along, make notations. I'm going to tell you, they're a good investment. I'm loving it because now I can hang on to this and have a, a physical copy to refresh my memory. If I, uh, not that I'm going to forget the Word of God, but I may forget, oh, what verse was that again? I can, you know, have that quick guide to go to, then look it up in Scripture and see what the Word of God says. So some incredible, incredible uh, studies that we've had. And I've enjoyed it, Justin. I've had some fun. I have too. Um, I think it's a really great resource. Uh, it brings up a lot of talking points that can definitely be used uh, to minister to those who have these questions. So I have in listening to the many topics that have been covered um, has certainly refreshed my memory. Um, and it's certainly bringing back a lot of scriptures to remembrance uh, in relation uh, to uh, uh, to what we're talking about. So uh, definitely useful. I, I believe that the moderators, uh, if any are listening, will definitely, will definitely agree um, because a lot of people come on the channels and ask these different questions. Um, like I said, fight a quarter, for every time someone asked me, is God real or how reliable is the Bible, I'd be rich. But that's not, it's not my intent, right? Just joking about that. But, uh, but yeah, um, just like to say there, Terrence, uh, CRN Word of the Week, um, I don't know if there is one for this week. Uh, so just throw it out there, folks. I know we have our CRN Word of the Week usually around this time. Um, so hopefully we'll have one by Thursday. Uh, follow along, follow our Facebook page. You can search up Christian uh, Radio Network. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. Pretty crazy, right? Twitter, Facebook, uh, TalkShoe, let's see, TuneIn, Miro. What's that Miro. other one? <laughs> not not Miro, like from Star Trek, but, but Miro, M-I-R-O. <laughs> and oh, then okay. uh, double, double Twist. <laughs> Double twist. There you go. What what what's what, what what's next here? <laughs> uh, he's like, all right, Terrence, you you, you need to you, you don't embarrass me. Go on and go on and, and mention what's next. <laughs> uh, yeah. but, but no, uh, <laughs> we, we had some prayer requests sent in to us uh, before the show. We always like to to get those from our our Zello ministry. If there's any prayer requests, they give them to us so that we can lift everybody up in prayer uh, there. I know uh, Brother Mike and Sister Tanya are asking for prayer. Uh, Tanya is uh, 
Tanya's sister, Joe, and her son, James, and John. She's asking prayer for them. And for the CRN ministry, the CRN channels that we have, we're asking for prayer over that. We've seen, an in, we've seen a, a big increase here lately of negative activity. Uh, you know, we have moderators that are on there usually 24 hours a day to ensure that, you know, troublemakers, not so much that we, we don't want them to stay, but we don't condone the activity that they may be engaged in. Uh, you know, people coming in, screaming foul language and, uh, you know, just there to goof around, really not there to, to maybe understand more clearly why we believe what we believe. So we do welcome everybody that's listening to our podcast, not only to, to join us live on the call every Tuesday and Thursday, but to also join us in Zello. Look us up, Christian, all capital letters. It's a part of the Christian Radio Network. You'll be able to find all of our other eight channels listed in that profile description or visit us online at ChristRadio.net for more information on how you can get connected with us. We'll be online on Zello following the show, talking to you, engaging you about tonight's show. Uh, but with those prayer requests, I've also got one uh, that, that hits a little close to home, Justin, that I ask that you lift up in prayer. My cousin Weston sure. is a police officer in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We actually went through law enforcement training together. Um, it, it, we're, we're blood relatives. His mom is uh, – this, this is going to be weird, okay? Him, my cousin Weston and I are, are the same age. We went to school together, grew up together, but his mom is actually my first cousin because her dad is my uncle. So a little bit, uh, you know – a little bit uh, crazy there, but, you know, my mom was older than my dad, so expect that. Uh, <laughs> but, but they're asking for uh, the family and I are asking for prayer for his dad, Wes. Uh, he's having lung surgery tomorrow to have cancer removed from his lungs. Um, also continue to pray for uh, a lady by the name of Peggy Miles. Peggy and I worked together for a few years. She's a sweet lady of good, faithful servant of God, so is Wes. Um, her sister, Joanne Moore, Gates Harris, and her sister, Janet Brand, keep them in your prayers as well. A lot of need, she says, but thankful that we serve a God that is so much bigger than anything we go through. And how honest is that statement? How true does that ring? Yep, absolutely, uh, Terrence there. Uh, but... Uh, I will definitely uh keep them in prayer, you know, in my uh in my private time. Uh but uh, but uh you know Mr. Samantha also has one as well, I believe. Oh yeah, let's see here, uh she says her grandmother has a sinus infection and bronchitis. You know, I've been I've been talking with her lately, um and uh her, her grandmother's just been going through um a lot of uh of health troubles. Uh so Definitely a lot of prayers. So let's let's lift them up in prayer real quick as we uh, near the conclusion of our broadcast. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you, Lord, for the time that we have here on the CRN Evening Show. Thank you, Father, for the time we have on Zello to minister to those that are lost and for the time that we have for fellowship. Thank you, Father, that we can come to you in any situation to reach out to you to deliver our prayers and petitions to you, knowing that when we do so, the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Father God, first of all, I'd just like to pray for the Christian Radio Network and for our ministry on Zello Father. Father, recently some things have been occurring on the channels uh, that have brought interruptions, that have brought distractions, um, You know, whether it be 
people interrupting or uh, certain users claiming certain things against the security of our channels, whatever it may be, uh, Lord, I just pray that you would have your way. Have your hand over our channels. We're not afraid. We know that we will be persecuted for our faith. We know that we are going to encounter resistance from Satan and his demons and from his followers. But we know that we stand on the solid rock and when the winds blow and the rains come and the floods come, our house will not fall down because we stand on that solid rock. So thank you, Lord, uh, that we can uh, that we can on you. We know that your will will be done. Father, I'd just also like to pray for the family and sister Tanya. Uh, I'd just like to pray that uh, that uh, they uh, would uh, would be brought together in love and in unity. Uh, Jesus Christ, I pray a blessing over them, and I pray that health-wise, uh, everything would be uh, would be a okay uh, in their in their family. We know, Father, that uh, you out of your hand, so uh, we are not to be afraid, and we are not. Um, we thank you, Lord, that we have security and, and protection in you. Um, Father, I'd also uh, like to pray for uh, Brother Terrence's uh, uh, cousin's father. Um, I'd like to pray that the uh, surgery involving his cancer, his lung cancer, would go well and that uh, he would come out of it knowing that uh, the living God helped him through. Here, uh, by his side, and that uh, he needs not to be afraid either because you have come uh, to uh, uh, save the lost. You have come to bring sinners to repentance. You have come to heal. You have come to redeem um, and that uh, you have come to lead us in the way of righteousness. As the Bible says, your scripture says, um, we were how are we returned unto the bishop and shepherd of our souls, or shepherd and bishop of our souls. So thank you, Lord, for that. Father, I'd also like to pray for uh, Sister Samantha's grandmother, who seems to be going through a lot of health issues. Father, I pray a blessing over her, that uh, if it is your will, you would heal her, and that uh, and that you would lead her into uh, restored health. Um, so we give you the praise and the glory, Abba Father. Thank you, Lord, for your amazing love, and, and I just pray a blessing over our show as well, Lord, that... Uh, uh, that you would bring growth, and that you would bring people who need to bring, uh, who need rather, who need to hear about the Lord Jesus Christ um, to our show, so that we can minister to them, and so that we may have um, an impact uh, in their lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. And folks, again, we thank you for joining us on this episode of the CRN Evening Show. Don't forget to join us on Zello following our broadcast. We would love to talk to you and engage you in conversation. If you have any prayer requests or testimonies through the week, feel free to join us on Zello or go to our website, ChristRadio.net. On behalf of all of us on the Christian Radio Network, Justin and myself, may God bless you. He loves you. We love you. And as always, come fellowship with us, the Christian Radio Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.